0: Hey everybody good morning thank you so much for joining me on this edition of down to earth it's a show in which we talk about the issues that matter and today on our show we're gonna we have a lot to talk about there's a lot going on <laughs> there's just too much going on in the stratosphere we're in the midst of a republican national convention that just seems to be a one whole smorgasbord of hate the first lady spoke last night and i don't know where that came out of there media is trying to paint it like she's some hail mary some messiah And I'm like, when Michelle Obama spoke last week, they called her all kinds of names as being angry and divisive. But Melania got up and spoke all lies because none of what she said represents what is actually happening under her husband's presidency. And yet the media, it just goes to show you how deep racism is in this country. The racism in this country is skin deep. It is color filled. Melania is a white woman. Michelle Michelle Obama is a black woman. Michelle Obama holds two Ivy League degrees. Melania has nothing except some pictures that showed she used to have sex or she used to pose naked. And yet she's pilloried as if she's the next Messiah for the Republican Party. It's just crazy. And for all of you women out there who are college educated, who literally had to go to college so you could get your good job, so you could provide for your families, you need to take note of that. Because if it were that easy for all of us to be rich, like you just needed to take some pictures of your naked self and post them, I guess Kim Kardashian can attest to that. So, Melania is probably in in company of her ilk. That's her ilk. Michelle Obama... Kamala Harris and others, Tammy Duckworth and so on, you you don't stand a chance in that group because those women have paid the price to be who they are. They went to college, they endured adversity, they endured sexism, racism, and every kind of ism and still got up and made something of themselves. You can't just marry some guy who paid $200,000 to have you and now all of a sudden you are first lady. For Michelle Obama to be first lady, she had to have Two Ivy League degrees, and this country still did not recognize her. Racism is indeed skin deep, and it doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat. I don't care what the media is, the media swings from pillar to post. CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, they're all the same. They're all run by white people, white males, and white women who advance the white agenda. Just think about it. Just a few days ago, NBC News put up a picture of Kevin Hart with the caption that Usain Bolt has tested positive for coronavirus. They couldn't even look in their archives for a picture of Usain Bolt. They just found one of a black man who is in the news and who is famous. And all of a sudden, that's the picture. And they put up a picture of Kevin Hart. It's hilarious because Kevin Hart is this high and Usain Bolt is this high. So that alone is the hilarity of it. But this just shows you how skin deep racism is. Racism is about the color of your skin. And it is sad that America, supposedly an advanced country, cannot get far from it. Cannot get away from racism. And those of us who can, we should speak out on this. It's time to speak out on it. Because if we don't speak out about it, then people won't recognize how dangerous and ill-conceived this idea is. I'm not going to comment on the context of them being at the Rose Garden and all the political ramifications and implications those are. I'm not going to comment on the fact that there were people in that gathering who wore no face masks. I'm just going to look at it for what it is, that it is racist in its presentation and it is allowed by the media. This is unbelievable and there's a very dark term for it. Right, it's called tomfoolery, and that's what it is—just pure tomfoolery. You're going to exalt a woman who has no college degree, no education, no background, no educational background that can be verified, no context that she has served in public service. She's never served on the board of a corporation, nor has she served on the board of a nonprofit. She's never done any good work in the community, and you're going to exalt her over somebody who has is verified and test it just because you don't like the color of someone's skin. Well, I'm here to tell you all, you did not make people. You can go to bed and have all the sex you want and think you'll make people. You are just part of the creative process that a bigger guy created. So you did not make people. So you don't get to tell which people who to be born and who is not. You don't get to tell people whom you're going to exalt and whom you're not. You're living in a fantasy and that bubble has burst. That bubble bursts. Been bursting and has burst. And we're not gonna stand for it. I'm not gonna stand here and let you exhaust somebody who has no qualification, who has no no background, and then you're gonna put down somebody who looks like me, just because of the color of their skin. It's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna speak out about it. And if you don't like it, tough luck. I don't like some of the things you say too. The media is unbelievably racist. I live in Detroit, Michigan. And three years ago, I asked someone I know to get me an interview on NBC, the local NBC channel here in Detroit as I was opening a shelter. I wanted people in the community to be, because nobody was speaking up about human trafficking. I wanted people in the community to be aware that some of the sex workers you see are people who have been trafficked from they were children hence the traumas that they have endured continued so they're displaced right you thought thought that the media would want to hear something that something is being done about it no i went to a producer the one i was introduced to is black he said i'm going to be honest with you they're not going to want to talk to you because you're not white they don't want to hear about something that is being done to help black people they want to hear about something that is being done done by white people to help white people. I kid you not. I did talk about it, though. I didn't stop. You think I'm joking? (laughs) No, I did call them out in the local NBC chapter. What they did was they got one, eventually, they got one of their own black reporters to go focus on somebody doing a play about human trafficking. Meanwhile, the person who is doing the work, the person who is making a difference, the person who is calling for an end to violence, they totally ignored. The media is racist. I spoke to, I still have the emails because I saved my emails. I still have the emails of the white people whom I spoke with at the local NBC chapter. I'm calling it out because it's racism. This is what is called racism. It's skin deep. And I know some of you who are anchors, who are black and you're in news organizations and so on, you can't speak out because you're afraid of your job and your job is everything. Your job is your validation and so on. So I'm going to help you out. The media is racist. Part of the problem they're having with Donald Trump is because Donald Trump used to be their friend. Donald Trump was a party goer. He had the best parties in New York. You wanted to be at his parties. You wanted to hang out with him. He invited people to all his properties. He took pictures with people because he was a party man. They all knew what Donald was doing. Then Donald ran for president. And Donald is, is, is a racist and a white nationalist. And now all of a sudden, they're all acting like, I don't know him. I've never met him before. I don't know him. I've never seen him. You've been going to his parties and socializing with him for over 20 years. How come all of a sudden he just dropped out of the sky? So you see now why I don't trust the media? Because most of them probably went through their files and deleted pictures that they took with themselves and Donald. Because Donald was the party man. Donald was everywhere. He took pictures with everybody. He was always having a party on his yard, party at his places. He was that kind of person. So now all of a sudden, you all realize that he's a white nationalist and it's not politically correct to be be seen with him. You're all full of foolishness. You know, you you have to look at this within the context of how hypocritical we can be, how we choose, we choose boundaries, we choose what we want and choose what we don't want. We've created such an environment for racism to proliferate that a white police officer thinks in the middle of the day, with bystanders watching and cameras rolling, that he could shoot a black man seven times in his back. He must have emptied his gun. Don't you think he emptied his gun? He shot a black man seven times in his back. And that officer has not been fired. He has not been arrested for attempted murder. He has not been called before a commission because he knew he could get away with it. That's how deep racism is. And it is making us confront, and Melania said it's making us uncomfortable with things in our past. No, baby, you are wrong. It is in the present. If it were in the past, we wouldn't be demonstrating over something that happened 60 years ago we're demonstrating over something that happened Sunday night on your husband's watch because your husband has empowered white nationalists to pick up arms against black people. We know now that a lot of these people who are protesters are not protesters. They come into areas where protests are happening and create problems between the citizens and the police. The protest was going peacefully until white nationalists ran down the street with guns. So again, The problem is racism. The problem is white nationalism, a tool of racism. The problem is white supremacy. Out of white supremacy has evolved white nationalism, systemic and structured racism as as pillars of of, of white supremacy, and, of course, ethno-nationalism, where they believe that white is right and only white people should prevail. I don't know what you're going to do with the rest of us. And I'm looking directly at you when I say that. What are you going to do with the rest of us? really want us to have this conversation it's crazy how this stuff works and in the midst of this in all of this comes this closeted let let me try to help myself this closeted christian conservative and notice i say closeted because that's what it is now appearing to be the same people who perpetuate and promulgate and promote systemic racism are the same people who are having sex with people of color when the doors are closed and the cameras are off. At least uh, Jeffrey Epstein said he, does, he known black girls. He's, he was racist to the core. He, him and his little penis, but he was racist to the core. Go watch the Epstein uh, 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 documentary on Netflix. It was be eye opening. But here is this prominent Christian conservative who is a Christian evangelical ruler, white male to the core, and who now has had interactions with a man of color, the guys the guy's a Hispanic man? But you over here talking about brown people and racism and hating brown people, but you over here having sex with them or watching them have sex with your wife. So you like to see men having sex with women. You, you you like to look at men while they're having sex. So you want to have sex with a man and you enjoy watching a man having sex and you're a man, you're closeted, just come forward and say, so let me, let, let me to put the stairs at the stage for you. Cause this is just crazy. We have to examine it. Giancarlo Granda, a business parameter of Jerry Falwell. And I say business parameter because that's what he is, uh, has come forward to say he had a years-long sexual relationship involving Falwell's wife and the evangelical leader himself. Jerry Falwell Jr. is a staunch Trump supporter and promoter, and until today was the president of Liberty University, a private evangelical Christian university in Lynchburg, Virginia. Mr. S- Mr. Falwell is a staunch critic of gay marriage. And some go as far as calling him a racist bigot in line with his father, Jerry Falwell Sr., who was the founder of Liberty University and the founder of the Moral Majority under Ronald Reagan. Anybody remember that? Mm -hmm. Right. But is this heated controversy really about the tangled sexual relationship between the Falwells and their business partner? Or is it about the hypocrisy of a conservative Christian couple who regularly condemn homosexuality, vis-a-vis their support of a president whose administration denies rights to LGBTQ persons while they themselves participate in illicit homosexual affairs. And into this conundrum steps the Republican National Convention. It is worth noteworthy that Mr. Falwell is scheduled to be a guest speaker at the RNC t- tomorrow night. Let's see how that rolls out, if they're still going to have him come on and address. I want to know what is he going to say. They're probably not going to advertise it because people are likely to show up and demonstrate. Now, this man has said that sex should only take place between a natural born man and a natural born woman or in a biblical marriage. That's what he has said. So same-sex people apparently shouldn't have sex according to his definition of life. There's taunt critics of homosexuality. But why were you watching a man having sex with your wife? And according to this young man, the pool boy, he was a participant. Do you see what I'm saying? It, it, it is the craziest thing you've ever heard. How? how I, I, don't get me wrong. I know marriage is crazy. I know a lot of things happen to people who have been married a long time. I know the sexual part of marriage gets over after a year or two. People claim that they get bored. And so they find other ways to stimulate one another. I know that's true. I don't even think it lasts six months. It doesn't last two years. Don't tell me that because the rate of uh, divorce is so high. And infidelity is at its highest. People People who are married are not having sex with one another. They've been socialized to believe that sex is something... A man especially, has been socialized to believe that he is a free individual. He should have sex with whomever he wants, wherever he wants. And yet this guy is here telling the rest of us that the only way you can have sex is by having sex in a in a biblical context of marriage. So what about people who don't read the Bible or who have never read the Bible? What about people who are of other religions? Marriage does not apply to them. So the only marriage you're going to recognize is the one that are performed by Christian evangelicals, who? The same people, the very same people who are having watching his wife having sex with a pool boy for years. It is alleged that uh, Michael Cohen discovered these photos and compromised the fall wells, hence the fall wells uh, support of President Trump. It is alleged, uh, I read in a Vanity Fair article on Monday that Michael Cohen was courting the Christian evangelical community as support for President Trump. He was the fixer and the abler and the better. And he went and found these people because he obtained the photos. Because when people want people, they'd send an investigator to watch them, pay for the investigator, and then take pictures. Right? That's how it works. And Michael Cohen found these pictures. And all of a sudden, Falwell, who did not think Trump was worthy of leading the nation because of his many, uh, what his words were, his multiple marriages and illicit affairs. All of a sudden, he came out in support of President Trump. So the whole white evangelical community starts supporting Trump. And I don't understand. You're all hypocrites because you're supporting a man who has had multiple marriages. He has five children by three baby mamas. But a black person or a Hispanic person who has the same thing you call them you call them non-biblical. You call them non-Christian. But it's okay for, one, for white people to do it. As long as white people do it, it's okay. Pretty soon, Falwell, who has since resigned from Liberty University, in a $10.5 million deal. So they paid him $2.5 million of his salary and an additional $8 million. So he got his lump sum settlement of $10 million, $10.5 million from the university. I guess he probably decided that he would just take his money and go live on a yacht for the rest of his life and, you know, continue to enjoy watching the pool boy do his wife or his girlfriend because I think his marriage is pretty much over. It's not going to survive that. (laughs) But the real truth is, what does this mean? These are folks who purported to be conservative, okay? Okay. That means they conform to a certain lifestyle. They don't believe in, in, in lifestyles out of narrow parameters. Their definition of life and people and human beings' existence is very narrow. White evangelical Christianity is almost like living in slavery. I kid you not. There's more that you can't do than what you can do. The way they present the gospel and the way they present serving Jesus Christ... Is not in any context liberating to the individual, which is counter to the message of Christianity. Jesus Christ said, I have come to set the captive free. That's something you don't hear Christian evangelicals talking about because it does not represent what their personal beliefs are. So in other words, a lot of what you see as observations of Christianity and practices and traditions are man-made do not originate in the Bible. In fact, the more I read of the Bible and observe uh, people who purport to be Christians is the more I recognize there's a great disconnect. So here is this man over here telling people this is the way to live. Now, God did give us a command and now you know why. It, it is better for us to be in monogamous relationships because it's emotionally better, cheaper, less, and it gives you less hassles. When you have so many entanglements, where you have two exes over here and you have children by those exes, life becomes a bit, you know, a, a bit confusing, and it's treacherous because women, feel, you know, the new woman feels like she's not getting as much attention, and he's paying too much attention to the other one, and so on and so forth. So, when God said, "Maybe you guys should just stick to one partner," this was what He was talking about to try and avoid. But white evangelical Christians made it sound as if it is the command. You shouldn't do anything. But you were all having sex with the boys and girls who came into your ministry, into your facilities, into your churches. You were having sex with your secretaries, your neighbors and having swing sessions. Right. So you've got to ask yourself, what gives? What gives? How do you purport to be a conservative Christian Yet you have all these feelings. So it appears now that this man has always harbored feelings of bisexuality. Maybe he wanted to be married to a woman and maybe he couldn't engage in in, in his sexual uh, affairs or leanings with a man. But he found a way to do it within the confines of his marriage. Said marriage structure that he tells us to uphold. You are a Christian evangelical leader but you don't walk the walk. You talk it, but you don't do it. This is the disconnect most people are having. They tell us to do one thing, but they do entirely another. Years ago, I was part of a a Christian fellowship, and when I found out that the pastor had, uh, had had affairs with other people while he was married, I felt bad. You know why I felt bad? I said, because I am single, And I'm living according to the tenets of Christianity and the moral values of Christianity better than the man who is the spiritual leader is doing. And the rest of us have to sit back and say, wait a minute, this is another blow to Christianity. So you thought Eddie Long was a big thing. Look at what this guy did. He was watching his wife have sex with a pool boy and got into a business relationship with him. And you have to ask yourself, so where does this come from? Well, he probably always had his feelings and he's rich enough and privileged enough or feel privileged enough that he could engage in whatever he wants to do, do whatever he wants to do. And it didn't matter whether you found out or not. He probably never planned for the day when it would be found out. So now that it's found out, what's going to happen? Is he going to lead a movement of other closeted Christian conservatives? Because Make no mistake about it. This message of exclusivity has damaged people. That's not what the message of God is about and the message of Jesus Christ. They have clearly damaged people who themselves are living with pastors, are sons and daughters of pastors, and who have identified that I like men and I like women at the same time and who have been told God does not like you and you're ashamed and you're a sinner. That is foolishness. They have damaged people. I'm surprised the entire gay rights movement hasn't come out and laughed or come out and demonstrated against him because he's someone who has vilified homosexuals and LGBTQ community in the past. And yet here you are watching your wife having sex with a pool boy. Very, very damaging. So what gives? So how many more are there of you? I feel like the ax is going to fall. I feel like there are going to be more revelations. And that there are going to be more people. Right? (laughs) And that it is even going to be more damaging to Christian culture as we know it. That there is going to come a time when, as the Bible had said, the weeds... Will be shifted from the tears i feel like it is going to be really damaging because i don't think falwell is alone i think there are others who of his ilk who have had similar instances i would be surprised if some women haven't come forward and say yeah i got paid off but i'm going to endure he's not going to do anything to me i got paid off but he did it or some young boy is not going to come forward and say i was his muse i'm not going to be surprised it's a surprise because here's the conundrum. You can't, the lesson here is you can't do it, but you can't talk it, but not do it. You can't be, you can't just say it. You have to do it. I'm trying to say something here. I'm trying to say that, uh, and I'm tr- maybe I am holding back because I don't want any more damage to the Christian faith. But you know what? It's out of my hands. Jesus has got to take the wheel on this one. Because you can't continue to profess Christianity and not do the walk. I am, I am a Christian minister. I was ordained as a Christian minister. I live by that. You don't see me shacking up or running from pillar to post having sex with men and women. Whether closeted or not. Do you see what I'm saying? That is what is required of us. If you say that you don't believe in racism then you need to show it by hiring people and demonstrating that you don't believe in racism. Well, it's the same thing with this. And this is even more fundamental because it affects the way people think about themselves and the way people view themselves within the context of a creator or within the context of, am I even a person? Because based on their definition of life, you're not even a person if you're homosexual. Yet you're watching. How can you be in the same room? That's the question I'm asking. How can you be in the same room while two people are having sex? I just want to know. I just want to know. Doesn't that make you uncomfortable? So how are you going to be in the same room while people are having sex? You want to join in it? You, wanna, you enjoy watching that? Man, just cut it out and be real. I, I feel like Jerry Fall, he said that he's tired. Well, he's been carrying this burden for a long time. Maybe he's now going to feel free to live his life without fear or favor but he will always be ridiculed because you stood for something that you were not true to. And this is the, this is the conundrum that the 21st century Christians are going to have to reckon with. We're going to have to reckon with who are our leaders? Who are you placing this burden on to defend Christianity? If it needs to be defended, I've never seen Muslim faith needing to be defended. To defend Christianity and the beliefs of Christianity, but at the same time you are having people who don't know who don't give a care or who don't have a clue what they're doing. It is the craziest thing I have ever heard at some point we are going we have a reckoning and the reckoning time has come. We are supporting political leaders, putting our our, 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 our beliefs behind political leaders. Who are the opposite and the antithesis of what we profess. You want to support a political leader? Find a man who has had one wife and have children with one wife. I know it's very rare to do that nowadays, but that's what you profess and believe. But because you were compromised, because this man investigated you himself and compromised you, you suddenly throw your support behind it. And in the midst of that, you fooled millions of people the joke is on you, Mr. Falwell. And I feel some kind of way because when I got saved, his father was still running Liberty University. And that man scared me. He scared me because he was just hell, fire, and brimstone all the time. And the disconnect that I had was, when I read the Bible, it sounds like Jesus was more interested in grace. So why are they always preaching hell, fire, and brimstone? Because they have to scare you into believing what they want you to believe so they can have a movement, so they can go get money in your name and collect your money. See, it was always about the money because Liberty University is so endowed that they now have 10.5, he can get a settlement of $10.5 million and he just takes his money and walk back and call up his wife and the pool boy and say, hey, let me engineer another session. Meanwhile... You all have been duped. One of the shocking things that emerged about this is how many people who believed and were living according to what Falwell preached, though he says he's not an ordained minister, he had a position. He was the leader of his father's movement. And because he's the leader of his father's movement, he had a position, right? And now all those people who believed, according to what Falwell preached. Now find themselves, what do I believe in? You should, and you should question that because we all should question the people who lead us. We should be able to say, well, how do you live at home? It would be one thing if I were to say that I here I am a Christian minister, but I'm busy uh, living opposite to what I preach. No. And this is how, this is what the Bible has been saying. This is how you're going to know the truth. You will know them by their works. May take some time, but you're finding out about about the fall wells of the world. You exalted them and put them in position, but the words of the scriptures come and catch him. You will know them by their truth. And I have issues with that because naturally, my thing is, how dare you? You, what did you think? You were so privileged. You, were so, you felt that you had money so you could hide behind that and do exactly what you want to do, irrespective of the damage that it has done. And the thing about it is he threw his wife under the bus. He never once admitted to the fact that he was a voyeur in the room while this man was having sex with his wife. He says, my wife had an affair. You just took a picture with your wife's assistant or trainer on a, on a yacht. So your wife was having an affair and that's your justification for watching her have sex with the person she was having sex with. As if it's her fault why you have this inclination to want to do it. You're sad and demented. You are closeted indeed. And how many of them exist? I'm afraid hundreds. I'm afraid there are hundreds of Christian leaders who have done things they're not ashamed of. And here he was telling people, you know, we are all sinners and fallen short. You were never preaching a message of grace to LGBTQ people. You never told them the same thing, that God loves you but hates the sin or whatever ways you choose to say it or God loves you anyhow. I've been telling you all that for years now. I've always said that's the wrong message to preach. We should be telling people that God loves them. God loves everybody and he accepts everybody as they are. That's what it is all about. Come to Jesus as you are. Let him do the healing, not me and you. We've got to understand that sexual, uh, human sexuality is complex. And it is many faceted. And people don't always have the same inclinations that you do. As long as you're not messing with children and bees and animals. You do what you do. The Bible talks about it. But how irreverent it is and how silly is it going to be? to ignore the fact that men have sex with men women have sex with women and people have sex with other people but how can you walk away and condemn it but you are living it at the same time you are fooled the bible says be not deceived god is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth that shall he reap you were busy sowing seeds of watching homosexuality, watching a man having sex with your wife and thought that you would never ever come to light, while at the same time you're holding a position at a university and telling others how to live, this is why I'm very careful about my lifestyle. I am very careful about it because here I am saying there are certain ways that you should live, but here I am beating up my children and beating up my spouse. It is a call to action for all of us. Look at you. Look in the mirror at yourself. Shame on Jerry Falwell and the rest of you. It's just like Franklin Graham the other day talking about the Democrats took God out of the the Democratic convention last week. I'm like, shame on you. You took God out of the picture when you put your trust behind a man who promotes sexual violence against women. Grabbing women by the P is sexual violence against women. I guess Mr. Falwell liked that because there was the pool boy grabbing his wife. He didn't seem to have a problem with that. Do you see what I'm saying? This is the craziest thing I have ever heard. It just gets crazier and crazier. I guess by now he's put a lid on it to try to control any more of that coming out. But the rest of them, they have stuff coming out. I wish Michael Cohen would just release it and be done. I wish they would just release it all and be done. Let us just all just go through this because after this, we're all going to need to go by the sea of Galilee and take a dip in the river, in the river and come back out of there. Cause it's like press reset, reset, reset. The whole thing has been conflated and people have used, and this is the danger with the movement. When you uh, you walk away, you step away from the objectives of the movement and start following what you preach, then all of a sudden you have changed the movement. You have changed the messaging. So it's now subject to human interpretation. In a few, you probably are going to hear Jerry Falwell say, I didn't mean it like that. That's not what I meant to say. In a few, he's going to be defensive about what he has said in the past. Then he's going to write a book and the jackass white media is going to make a movie out of it and call it something like the closeted conservative. Redemption. Redemption, and this is where you and I are like, huh? So is there redemption for the homosexual? Is there redemption for the bisexual? Is there redemption for the transgender? Is there redemption for the transsexual? Is there redemption for the person questioning? Because you are saying you are straight heterosexual while watching a man have sex with your wife. And at the same time telling others how to have sex and who to have sex with. You're telling people who to have sex with. That sex can only take place in a marriage with a natural born man and a natural born woman. But you were watching your wife have sex with the pool boy. So you are an active participant in the desecration of your own marriage. So you don't believe what you say. And you live with that for years while coming before us, telling us one truth, telling us one mistruth while you are leaving and probably getting a text and making a day to go watch this pool boy have sex with your wife. Man, you are demented. You're not just wrong, you are demented. And the problem is there are more of these. There are more of these because people are people. We recognize that people are people and people have made, it's not a mistake. That's not a mistake. Because you knew you were going to do it, so you did it. That's not a mistake. A mistake is oops, I shouldn't have done that. A mistake is what happens when you did something unwittingly and unknowingly of the consequence. That was not a mistake. That was something that you purposely had to figure out. You and your wife role played and discussed how that would happen. You and your wife interviewed candidates. The person didn't know they were being interviewed, but you did. And you picked on a likely victim. You wouldn't do that with, a, with another white kid from your own community because they are empowered. And they will set up cameras And then blackmail you with the cameras and go tell everyone else. You picked a guy who probably sounded, you could tell from his ethnicity that he's not grounded and founded in the same belief systems as you are. So you profile your victim. So not only are you a, a, you are a sexual predator. Because you were busy searching for someone who would participate in your sexual games. So you're a sexual predator, just admit it. So everybody around you should be aware that you're looking at their sons and profiling them. You're looking at their daughters and profiling them. Which one of them would consent to having sex with you and your wife? This happens more frequently people than we wanna admit. People are bored out of their ways. There's so much sex on TV. So much stimulated sexual activity that people have to go way out to achieve some sort of feeling of elation. To feel some sort of erotic uh, 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 feelings. People have to think outside the box. They come up with the weirdest things. And so what happens is people get bored so they want to pursue this. So this happens more frequently. So don't act America like y'all don't know this kind of stuff happens. It's not kinky. It's shameful because here is someone who is telling us not to do it, but is doing it. It's very, very shameful. And he should not be pitied because he's not a victim. He was a sexual predator who profiled his victims. That's what he is. It's more that, and this is, I suppose, the conundrum of the closeted conservative, because he has to look out and say to himself, Well, who can I have sex with? Who am I going to have sex with? Who am I going to sit back? And who is most likely to not say anything or run to CNN? Who is most likely not to call the National Enquirer Army? That's the conundrum. I think I have a caller. So I'm going to take this call. Uh, Caller number one. Hey, welcome to Down to Earth. What you got to say?
1: Hey. Hey, greetings. I'm uh, Brother Warren calling from New Orleans. I also have a a, a program on Block Talk Radio called New Orleans Wake Up. But I was uh listening to your, your 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 monologue. And you know what's so sad about all of this? Yeah, It is these type of people, it's these type of people, the Falwells and other conservative types, mm-hmm. who stand on a mountain and cast judgment on black youth and black people as if we are so immoral and corrupt. Mm-hmm. And yet, this is the type of stuff they do. Now, I was approached years ago mm-hmm. by a white guy this is his white? Do a similar thing. Woo! I was in a hotel at a buffet. I was at, it was a hotel here in New Orleans, and I was there for the lunch buffet. And when I went in the lobby, <laughs> this this heavy set white guy bumped into me and said, "You dropped something." And then on a piece of paper it says, you know, call this number. And well, I, out of curiosity, I called the number. <laughs> I kind of see what was going on, and he told me his wife liked me. She wanted to have sex with me while you watched. So this is what these people are involved in. And you do have these parties where white doctors and lawyers go and get a black guy. They call them mandinko parties. And they go get a black guy in a certain city to arrange to get other black guys to have sex with their wives while they're watching film. So Farwell Jr., you know, it's a part of that culture. You see, but yeah, they're like the moral leaders of the country. Isn't that ironic and, and uh,
0: laughable? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it though? <laughs> it is the craziest thing I have ever heard because you and I as adults know that this happens in marriages all over the place all the time. <laughs> but I think the <laughs> the reckoning we never thought about is you don't want to believe that your pastor or your spiritual leader is actually doing it, but they do. He just got caught.
1: Well, we don't forget about some years ago, back in the eighties and early nineties. One of the big evangelical uh, ministers was uh, Jimmy Swaggart. Right. And Jimmy Swaggart got Jimmy Swaggart got caught twice here in the New Orleans area soliciting prostitutes on one of the highways.
0: And he still got his. Shirt. Know, the first time
1: he got caught. Yeah, the first time he got caught. That's when he had that. uh uh, unforgettable emotional moment in front of his congregation crying, <laughs> crocodile tears saying forgive me if I have sinned but then uh, a while later he gone and done it again and he caught <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> so but you see but you think about it black people have been enslaved under these kind of people for decades who molested children and, and but yet presented themselves to the front of the country like they were these great leaders and moral leaders and stuff right but this is the type of stuff they use their power for
0: right right you see Mm -hmm. and
1: unfortunately we we too many of us as black people have bought into the propaganda and lie about these people being moral leaders and clean and this whole kind of thing and then we fall into this narrative about we so dirty and corrupt and sinful and evil as black people
0: well i hear you i wonder which one of us think like that and i, I would pray for them because uh, quite
1: you be su- <laughs> you will be surprised if you listen to some of these <laughs> programs on block talk radio really, you know, these black people you you say where do they come from
0: mm-hmm. yeah because they're following a, a message that does not line up with the true meaning of christianity you know, I'm a Christian minister right. myself. I I was ordained mm, mm-hmm. from 2007, so that's a while now. I can't even count it. And I kid you not, uh, the more I read of the Bible, and the more I try to place the Bible within the application of my humanity, is the more I realize mm-hmm. how far away the message of Jesus Christ is from what people practice and preach. I kid you not. I, that's I, right. I, I'm mm-hmm. constantly amazed that I used to sit in churches and in pews and ask myself, why are you sitting here listening yeah. to this? I used to say, this doesn't line up. This doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? But I'm going to pray for him because maybe right. he'll change and so on. And we allow ourselves <laughs> to be constantly, due. <laughs> dude, I still can't believe the white man bumped into you like that and drop a message on you oh oh yeah God. yeah yeah i was
1: and look my mother and father i t- shared it with my mother and father and they said yeah you he could have done something to you he could have done something to her and then blamed it on you Whoa! <laughs>
0: but, wow. you, you know
1: but i yeah but a lot of black guys a lot of black guys have been approached like this many of us don't talk about it or, or bring it up but it exists, and it's very, very common. We're talking about well-to-do, business-type white men who get off on watching their wives have sex with a black guy. They actually call these parties mandinkle parties. They, they're, they're very common among that element of white people. Very common.
0: Jesus, take the wheel. My brother, yeah. God bless you, and thank you for calling in. You make my morning. <laughs>
1: okay, then. <All> right. <laughs> I'll continue listen on the computer. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you.
0: Did you all hear that? <laughs> I don't know what to say. So these things do happen. And the point is, we, we, this is the intersection of Christianity, of our humanity and our divinity. And I found myself at an intersection of my humanity and my divinity. And I found out that that's exactly where I need to talk about. And so I created a whole platform around it because here I am, I was married to someone who said he loved me, but he was beating me up. Everything in my humanity screamed to get away, but the Christian message that was being preached was stay with your husband. In fact, I went for counseling to a a pastor and he told me to stay with my husband, though I had a black eye. I was sitting in front of him with a black eye. I kid you not, it was an Assembly of God church in Deltona, Florida. Yeah, my my in-laws are dead now. I can talk about it. I promised I wouldn't talk about it while they were alive because they were embarrassed, right? But do you see what I'm saying? Do you you see? We we come to this place and we have to get to the place where we understand and deal with our sexuality and deal with the questions surrounding our humanity within the context of God created us. If God created me and I have these issues, ratify it, deal with it. When the Eddie Long story first broke, I used to say that we need to deal with, deal with your issues before they deal with you. So you can't go take up a public platform and a public stance knowing that you have undealt with issues. They will come to roar their heads at you. So I said to myself, I'm going to deal with my stuff and check myself out and deal with me so that nobody can come and say she did this or she did that. So she's a liar. It's one thing to say this happened 25 years ago before I got saved or before I became president of, the U- of Liberty University. But while you're the president and you're out there preaching and stomping on people, <laughs> you're, you're having sex and watching your wife. So who were you having sex with while you were watching your wife? Have sex. It, it's crazy, and it's a crazy part of sexuality that we can't understand. I, a few years ago, I encountered a, a human trafficking victim. God bless her. And she said to me that one of, when she was first taken, she was 11 years old and she was taken. She was taken by a man who was in the community and so on. So she thought that he was going to help her because her mother had abandoned her. That man took her into the house and his wife was standing in the kitchen cooking. They were good Christian folk. They were white. They were good Christian folk. Took her into the house, took her and his wife was standing there cooking and took her downstairs to the basement and chained and shackled her. Then told her to go have a bath, cleaned her up and uh, he had sex with her while his wife watched. I kid you not. Then they brought their friends over and they had these parties. And she was beaten within submission. The more she said she wasn't going to do it was the more they beat her until finally she gave in. Do you know when I met her, I encouraged her to go confront her victim, to confront her accuser and abuser. She did not have even, it was what, 20 years later, she still didn't have the strength to go do it. I was ready to go climb up on that man. I wanted him arrested. I wanted him taken down. Do you understand what I'm saying? Deal with your issues. You find yourself questioning your sexuality. You find yourself trying to ratify how I feel. Try to ratify. Deal with it. Come clean with it. Accept it. Understand that God does not hate you. The people around you may because they lack an understanding of sexuality and human sexuality and lack an understanding of the intersectionality of humanity and divinity. But that doesn't mean they're the Lord, God, conqueror and judge. My thing is, as long as you're not having sex with children and animals, do what you do. But I'm not going to go stampeding over how you feel based on what had happened to you. And then I'm over here doing something else. It just ain't going to fly. And for many years, people pilloried me and called me all kinds of names because they couldn't understand how I thought. Now, you look at, at, at Jerry Falwell, these Christian conservatives, and you say to yourself, you had a moral duty. You were bound by a moral code to come clean with us. Come clean. Even now, you, you were leading a university while you were doing these actions. Come clean. And you owe it to your wife and to your community. Maybe not to your wife because you and her had an understanding. That's why she participated. To me, the wife is as much the victim because she's married to a powerful man who is rich. So she has to do whatever she has to do to keep her marriage going. And a lot of women and a lot of wives say, amen, we have all been there, sister. A lot of women have had to do this. I was in a church where a pastor was accused that he was having uh, lap dances performed by a former sex worker who had come into the church to be saved. And his wife was in the meetings. It was there when the lap dances were performed. I didn't blame her. She was as much a victim as the former sex worker is. Why? Because the man with the power and the money was the one who orchestrated it. It tells you, this is what the Bible did warn us about this, that there will be diverse times. There will be people who will do crazy things and say things in one way and do it. It is up to us to be vigilant in your thinking. When you meet people who say they're Christian leaders, don't hand your children over to them. Don't hand your soul over to them that they're suddenly going to be your judge. The only judge is God himself. That's your judge. Read the scriptures for yourself and follow that. That's your moral guide. You can't listen to people like Franklin Graham, who, first of all, had a rebellious episode at one point in his life. His father appointed him head of the organization because his father believed in sexism. He, the, the his daughter was best able to lead, but he wouldn't hand it over to her. He gave it to his son, who was really not caring and didn't care, and therefore support a man who grabs women by the pee. That's promoting sexual violence against women. I have been sexually assaulted, so that is an issue for me. I I have issues with that. There are so many microaggressions in churches and in pulpits, and in, in these kind of settings, where conservative leaders progress and pro- conservative leaders perform, it is it's absolutely appalling. There's so many microaggressions of microaggressions on people's sexuality that it is unbelievable. And yet these are the same people who are, as our caller said, they drop the number on the floor and said, call this number. I would like you to have sex with my wife while I watch, and I'll pay you $10,000. It's easy money. What have you got to lose? Do you have any friends I can organize a group? That's microaggression. And that's sexual assault. And if you're not careful, it could be construed as rape. My name is Harriet Chemical. Go to my website, harrietkemmer.com, as well as visit my pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts support, our program by listening to us on iHeartRadio. Stream us wherever your favorite podcast platform is. Shout out to the folks at Breaker, Audio, Anchor FM, Spreaker, Spreacher, uh, Podcorn, and all the podcast platforms. Shout out to all of you who continue to support our broadcast. Go to my page on Anchor FM and be a supporter of our podcast. we got work to do, y'all. There is a lot that we need to do, and this stuff is just going to happen and happen and happen we're going to do some more of this. Thanks so much, everybody. Today's Wednesday. Be blessed.